Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the 50th episode of the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast. 50 episodes, what a freaking milestone. Feels good. Feels good. Mm-hmm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm feeling victorious. I'm feeling like it deserves a special song to kick it off. Yeah, yeah. Something that reflects how unstoppable I feel mm-hmm. or how untouchable, untouchable we are. Yes, yes, exactly. You know, I think it might be coming to me now, Sarah. You feel that? I can feel it. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. Podcast makes us so hard, makes us say, oh my lord. Thank you for blessing us with a mind to rhyme and two hot feet. That's good when you know you're down. Super dope homegirls from the O-Town. We're known as such. And this is a beat, uh, you can't touch. I told you, listeners, you can't touch this. Yeah, that's how we're living and you know you can't touch this. Listen to my voice, man. You can't touch this. Stop. Shorty time. Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk Vegan Podcast, hosted by the Shorky Sisters. Repping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, the first ever vegan World Naturals Bikini Pro, coach, author, and blogger, who's got an ass that's out of this world. Repping the busy, tired moms of the world is Sarah, and her ass is, well, mediocre together they're on a mission to live with purpose and unlock the mysteries of a healthy mind body and spirit so grab a seat in the back of sarah's minivan and enjoy the ride that was amazing yeah Totally got everybody all hyped up, I hope, to uh, to talk about sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I believe last week's episode, didn't we say we'd do something exciting for episode 50? Well, what are you talking about? You've been asking to record an episode on sleep for months now, so I was just trying to appease you. And this is when you finally chose to do it? Mm. Although this was actually a podcast subscribers episode suggestion. Oh, right. Yes. Who was that? I think it was a client of ours. Emily. Hi, Emily. Hi, Emily. She had a lot of good episode ideas. And sorry, we're only getting around to covering one of your suggestions now, Emily. It's Sam's fault. I read the book ages ago. This is true. So the book that we are talking about is called The Power of When, and it is by Dr. Mike. Michael Bruce, who is actually known as the sleep doctor. He's a clinical psychologist who specializes in sleep disorders. Basically, his whole philosophy revolves around the circadian rhythm or biological Mm -hmm. clock. We all kind of throw around the term good timing, but there actually is such a thing. And it isn't something that you get to choose or figure out. An inner clock was buried inside our brains when we were just three months old. How cool is that? Very cool. I've actually heard that our our brains function in 90-minute cycles all throughout the day and night, which basically means that we all experience periods of intense mental activity, and we alternate those with more relaxed times where, say, we can't really concentrate or we're, we're super tired. Well, allow me to get all scientific for a moment. You'll 
the biological clock is literally a bunch of nerves that I will refer to as the SCN because I'm not sure how to pronounce these suprachiasmatic nucleus. Very good. Nevertheless, it is located right above your pituitary gland. In the morning, sunlight hits your eyeballs, travels along the optic nerve, and activates the SCN to begin each day's circadian rhythm. And this master clock controls several other clocks throughout our bodies. Things like blood pressure, hormone flow, energy, metabolism, creativity, just to name a few. Very interesting. Okay, so how do we figure out how to get better in tune with this inner clock of ours and our circadian rhythm? Well, for thousands of years, there was nothing to figure out because our ancestors organized when they ate, hunted, gathered, procreated, and rested based on the rise and the fall of the sun. Yeah, true, eh? Then Thomas Edison came along and he screwed it all up. Mm. Electricity meant that rising at dawn and sleeping in total darkness went right down the crapper. Basically took only 125 years to undo 50,000 years of perfect bio time. But to answer your question, every person has a biological clock, but not every person's clock keeps the same time. Dr. Bruce came up with four different chronotypes based on mammals that accurately represented the four categories, and they are dolphins, lions, bears, and wolves. Okay, so before Sarah gives everybody a little description of each animal chronotype, again, the book that we are talking about is called The Power of When, and And you can actually figure out your own chronotype without even purchasing or reading the book. There's a little quiz which can be found at thepowerofwhenquiz.com. And of course, I'll include a link to that in the show notes for this episode. Again, it's thepowerofwhenquiz.com. And just so everyone knows, I am the most common chronotype. I am a bear and Sarah is a dolphin. <laughs> All right, Sarah, let's hear the descriptions of each chronotype. Okay, so the dolphin chronotype, the marine species, not the human chronotype, they sleep with half their brain awake and half of it asleep because oh, interesting. Because their brain is functioning at all times and it keeps them alert for predators. And Dr. Bruce used the dolphin to represent the 10% of us unlucky humans who struggle with insomnia and other sleep disorders. While our sleep is abnormal, dolphin chronotypes are usually type A. Hello. Intelligent, of course. Driven people who make great friends with strong loyalty, but have just enough OCD to keep them from completing tasks. That's definitely you. And I should also mention that often when I refer to a man as a dolphin, that means that he is circumcised as opposed to an anteater. Right. Okay, that's... Fun fact. Different from Dr. Bruce's theories. (laughs) Are you a dolphin? Are you an anteater? Let us know. Now I feel different about being a dolphin. What about the lions next up? The lions, they're about 15% of the population and they are early risers and hunters, which is weird for a vegan podcast, but we're talking about the actual lion, okay? Optimistic goal setters and the go-getters. They are analytical and organized. They're not big risk takers, but they like to be leaders and accomplish tasks. They're also the type A's, tend to be managers and drill sergeants 
students who wake up, exercise, and coordinate the day's projects before the rest of the world has even had their morning coffee. Then we have our bears, which you are. They are the most common chronotype, accounting for 50 to 55% of the population. They're not early birds, they're not night owls, they're just in the middle. And like actual bears, they tend to rise and sleep with the sun, matching the solar schedule. The normal work hours are suitable for bears, and they're typically the folks who get things done. Damn right we are. Yeah, because everything's so easy and the world just happens to be working with your schedule. Be better, not bitter, Sarah. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) We both really stink at dolphin impersonations. Okay, and the wolf. Finally, um, they also make up 15% of the population, except they're the night owls who like to sleep in and have most energy at night. And really irritating to work with, as we have learned. (laughs) I was just thinking that. They tend to be creative types, including authors, artists, entrepreneurs, security guards, which would be convenient, musicians, bartenders, and many are introverts. Now, I'm sure everyone listening is already taking a stab at which animal chronotype they might be. But do go take that quiz. Again, it's the power of whenquiz.com just to confirm. And if you should feel so inclined, do get a copy of Dr. Bruce's Power of When just to see exactly how you should plan your day based on whatever your chronotype is. Yeah, it's actually just really fascinating. Mm -hmm. He literally covers everything in there. Best time to poop, the best time to wake up, go to bed, have coffee, even eat a snack or have sex. You name it, it's in there. I will mention that I did try to follow the ideal bear schedule for a couple of days. And I will say that it felt like a longer day than usual. And I was very productive. So I could definitely see how planning your day around your chronotype could be beneficial. But I'm also pretty pregnant right now. And unfortunately, I'm way more tired than usual. So waking up at the suggested 7am every single day is sometimes just not happening. But I did find it interesting that Dr. Bruce really stresses the importance of all of us waking up at the same time every single day, no matter what your chronotype or schedule or what day of the week it is. So that means weekends, weekdays, the best possible thing you can do is keeping a consistent wake up time every day. Mm Because apparently when you sleep in, you throw off your body's natural circadian rhythm. Dr. Bruce actually calls it social jet lag because it causes the same type of symptoms as actual jet lag. Mm -hmm. The difference being that with real jet lag, your body manages to adjust itself naturally based on the rise and fall of the sun, yet with social jet lag, you've created a kind of sleep debt that you can't catch up with. Many of you have probably heard that there are different stages of sleep, and over the course of the night, you'll basically cycle through the four stages of sleep, and you'll cycle through these stages four or five times. So each cycle, as I mentioned, is typically 90 minutes long. Stage one is the transition transition between being awake and actually falling asleep. It's when we're kind of dozing off, drifting off at the beginning of the night, or if say we've had like a brief awoken period at some point. Stage one also only makes up about two to three percent of the night. Stage two, on the other hand, is deepening sleep. So that's when your body temperature will go down, your muscles will start to relax, and your heart rate slows. And this stage is typically about 50% 
20% of our sleep, and oddly enough, is the easiest stage for us to wake up from, then stage three and four, that is the full-on deep sleep stage. This is usually in the first third of the night. Your brain waves are going to be longer and slower. You're also not having much eye movement. Your blood pressure, again, continuing to drop, and your breathing really slows down. And this is when, for all my meatless, meathead brethren listening, when growth hormone is released, which helps build them pipes, bruh. And get this, your tissues are also repaired during stage three and four. This is your body's healing time, and of course, muscle building time too. So very important to get that stage. That was another thing I found really interesting about the book, is there was a whole section on the effects that sleep can have on healing, anything from cancer or the common cold. But anyway, we also have the REM sleep, which most people have heard of. It usually occurs at the end of the night and is a much lighter sleep than stage three and four. And this, of course, is when your eyes are moving back and forth and your heart rate, blood pressure, and body temperature rise. And your muscles are actually paralyzed during this time, but your brain waves speed up. And this is when most dreams occur. And REM makes up about 35% of sleep and is hard to wake from. Yeah, and in case anyone's ever wondered, I didn't know this, but REM actually stands for rapid eye movement. There's also a band called REM. Yeah. What was their big hit? Well, they had many, but I think you're thinking of losing my religion. Oh, right. That's me in the the corner. That's me in the spotlight, losing my religion. And just FYI, on the topic of REM, not to be confused with REM, (laughs) it is essential for mental alertness during the day. And hey, for all of you late night drinkers listening, booze greatly reduces the amount of REM sleep that you are getting, even if you think it helps you pass out more easily. This is true. Mm -hmm. But yeah, going back to why you have to be consistent with the time you get up every day, Dr. Bruce says that if you normally go to bed at, say, 10.30 on weeknights, and on weekends you go to bed at midnight, that hour and a half means you miss stage three or four, which again is the most restorative deep sleep stage. And then by sleeping in the next morning, you get more REM sleep, not more stage three or four. So you end up not feeling as physically refreshed. And actually wolves fall victim to this a lot. Yep, and then a lot of us will then attempt to compensate with all kinds of stimulants and energy boosters like coffee or sugary foods. Oh, and another fun fact, there was actually a study done in 2012 of about 65,000 people where it was found that those who reported an hour lag between workday and weekend sleep schedules were three times as likely to be overweight than those who did not lag at all, which is also why I'm terrified to give birth in a couple months and turn into a sleep-deprived milk machine zombie. Also why I'm always harping on my clients to get plenty of sleep if they want to keep their weight in check. And I don't even think there's a clear explanation as to why sleep-deprived people do gain weight more easily. But if I had to guess, I'd say it's probably due to the fact that people who sleep less definitely produce more cortisol, which of course is the hunger-stimulating hormone. And I know that I personally eat more 
more and am more tempted to eat sugar and carbs and garbage when I'm super tired. But anyway, to finish up on the whole chronotype topic, what did you find, Sarah, when you tried to follow the ideal dolphin schedule? Well, to be honest, there's no doubt in my mind that I'm a dolphin, but I get up very early and I couldn't stay up until 11.30 p.m. if my life depended on it. And apparently that's my ideal dolphin bedtime. So I think part of my problem not only is it that I'm a dolphin, which kind of sucks immediately, I'm also living as a lion. See, and that's funny because my ideal bear bedtime is 11 p.m. And I would say I'm rarely in bed that early, although more frequently now that I'm pregnant. (laughs) But normally I, I feel like I follow a wolf schedule. It's interesting. I will say something I found very helpful from the book is how Dr. Bruce talks about the whole eight hours a night rule is actually kind of a myth, especially for dolphins. Mm -hmm. A dolphin is not going to get eight hours of sleep. And the fact that we're not getting eight hours causes us dolphins major anxiety. And Dr. Bruce says that if you're a dolphin, aim for six hours. And if you get more, great. And that's actually something I learned is that your sleep requirements vary greatly depending on how old you are. So kids and teenagers, for instance, do need more sleep than adults because sleep promotes the release of growth hormone, as I mentioned earlier. And growth hormone is, of course, essential to the young pup's development. And then for older people, we actually start releasing melatonin, which is the sleep-promoting hormone, around 10 p.m. every night versus a teenager who often won't release it until after midnight. And apparently there are even some high schools in the States, I thought this was cool to learn, who have started delaying their morning classes for students and have actually seen improvements in their learning as a result. So if you're a parent listening, stop giving your teens such a hard time about sleeping in until noon. Let them sleep if you want them to become the next prime minister, eh? And for those of our listeners in the States, the prime minister is Canada's version of a president, eh? Yeah, if you want your child to become the next Donald Trump... Let them sleep. (laughs) So despite Dr. Bruce saying that sleeping eight hours a night is not crucial for everybody, you still don't want to skimp on sleep either. I'm sure we've all felt that when we deprive ourselves of sleep, our better judgment and brain power are affected. But let's not forget that it also makes us more susceptible to colds and illnesses like Sarah mentioned earlier. In fact, there was a study done on 153 healthy people who were all given the common cold virus via nasal drops and get this the less sleep that they had the more likely they were to catch the cold and have you ever noticed that when we do get sick and pick up a cold you just naturally feel more tired well there's reason for that too so apparently when you pick up an infection your body starts to produce a molecule called interleukin 1 and this molecule stimulates your white blood cells to start producing antibodies And the reason that you feel sleepy is because this interleukin-1 molecule is a sedative. So your immune system is trying to promote sleep, which I think is pretty cool. So again, don't fight that drowsiness. It's literally your body trying to heal you faster. So allow it to sleep. See, this is a good episode. Yeah, we're interesting stuff. We're learning lots about sleep and singing MC Hammer and REM. What more could you want? And I actually just realized that we haven't yet yet announced the winner of the last podcast Patreon prize pack. Ah, yes. Good call, Sari. Yes. 
And this would be for our last episode, which was my official pregnancy announcement via the podcast and a really lame episode. Again, apologizing for that one, guys. But the prize was not, however, lame. It was a tub of belly butter from Eco Chic Movement, which also makes an excellent body butter, very moisturizing and full of all kinds of good, all natural, non-toxic stuff. So let's announce which one of our Patreon supporters is winning this one. Free shit. All right, I've got our magic little box full of names here. Very exciting. Gonna give it a shake. Shimmy, shimmy. <laughs> all right, here we go. Okay, she definitely deserves this one because she is an amazing client. She kicked ass at her bikini NPC competition last year and she has been a huge supporter of all things Jacked on the Beanstalk for a while and even sent me a very lovely Christmas present this year. So she is a lovely gal. She is and a total babe. So congrats, Nicole. We'll get that mailed off to you. And for this week's Patreon prize, we've got two super awesome items to give away to one lucky winner and it's not too late to become a Jacked on the Beanstalk patron, just go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Jacked on the Beanstalk. And this week's prize are two things that will really help our winner to sleep their way to better health and essentially have deeper, more restful sleep. So what have we got for them this week, Sarah? Our first prize is a pair of the famous Swanee's blue light blocking glasses, which are surprisingly kind of fashionable too. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure our listeners know that watching TV before bed or looking at your cell phone whilst lying in bed is basically the worst thing you can do if you're trying to fall asleep. Bad. And that is because TVs and cell phones emit blue light and blue light reduces your melatonin production. And as we know, melatonin is the hormone that our brains produce, which causes sleepiness. So obviously being in darkness promotes the secretion of melatonin, which is what we want. And what a lot of people are doing these days to boost the amount of melatonin is to wear these amber, orange colored lensed glasses for a few hours leading up to bedtime. And so the good people at Swanwick were kind enough to give us a pair of their Swanee's blue light blocking glasses as part of our Patreon prize pack this week. And if you are not part of this week's draw or you aren't the lucky winner, you can always order your own pair of Swanee's via swanwicksleep.com. I'll include a link on the show notes for this episode. I should mention, however, that I am one of those people who likes to fall asleep in front of the TV, but I'm also one of those lucky bears who can fall asleep pretty easily no matter what background noise or lights are on. How nice for you. Mm -hmm. But maybe you would find out how much more refreshed you'd feel if you weren't falling asleep staring at your phone or TV. True, but I really am a lucky sleeper to be honest. Yeah, go to hell. I've also read that you should never do intense workouts before bed or close to bedtime. And I've had many clients say that they struggle to fall asleep when they're doing evening workouts. So if you are someone like Sarah 
who does not have the best sleeps, definitely try to schedule your workouts in the morning or the afternoon or at least early evening. You know, for a solid two or three years, I would only go to the gym at 10 p.m. because I loved how empty it was and I would have a coffee at 9.30, (laughs) go to the gym for 10, work out until 11.30, eat my post-workout meal at midnight and then instantly go to bed. What is wrong with you? I I don't know. It worked for me, but... to say I don't find it strange that it would be empty at 10 p.m. Yeah, it was amazing. But anyway, for those who do struggle to fall asleep, let's give some more tips on other tactics that might help. I've heard a lot of people rely on white noise to help them fall asleep. Have you ever tried this tactic or heard of this, Sarah? I have heard of it in regards to babies. Well, in case anyone listening is wondering what white noise is, what white noise is, it's basically every frequency that can be heard and then all played simultaneously to create one big, soothing, nothing sound. Kind of like a gentle wind or ocean waves. Again, excellent for babies and small children. Actually, the bassinet I got for the baby has a white noise option on the little musical box, and there are plenty of white noise apps you can download as well if you are a full-grown adult listening to this podcast, because apparently it helps to fill the space in our brains that would otherwise be taken up with anxious thoughts. In fact, maybe as one of our Patreon perks, we should create our own Shorky Sister Sleep Soundly playlist. Oh, yeah. Kind of like Jewel. I think she did an album of lullabies. One track could be us just making all kinds of soothing noises. Like, Yeah, I always like the ocean. I could do the dolphin. Losing my religion. <laughs> Who wants a copy? Just donate one dollar to patreon.com slash jacked on the beanstalk. Sick whales and dolphins all night long. So here's actually an interesting kind of related story for everyone. Random shit. So a few years ago, I attended a conference for online marketers and they held a little reception at one point for everybody. And for whatever reason, I decided to go. And man, was it ever an interesting mix of people. Very different from the fitness industry. I think I spent most of the time just chatting with the bartender, but I did happen to start talking with a man who created Rainy Mood com and rainymood.com is a website that literally just plays the sound of rain on repeat and apparently he created it to help himself fall asleep every night turned out he was getting hundreds of thousands of hits every day wow. and then was desperate to figure out how he could monetize this website because I guess that was why he was at the conference so it just goes to show how many people clearly need to use something like this to help them fall asleep or relax 
facts. Although, isn't the sound of rain supposed to make you want to pee? Really? I think we're ready to wrap this one up. But first, I did want to include one last all-natural sleep aid suggestion, and that is to drink tart cherry juice in the evening. So there actually has been a lot of research done to show that if you regularly drink tart cherry juice, you could add up to 25 minutes a night to your sleep. Mm. And in fact, researchers at a university in the UK found that volunteers who drank one ounce of Montmorency cherry juice twice a day for just one week found that their daytime napping decreased and their nighttime sleep increased. So apparently the cherry juice also stimulates the production of melatonin. And guess what, guys? Our fave vegan supplement company, Performance Lab, has so generously donated a bottle of their sleep formula to this week's Patreon prize pack. Blue light blocking glasses and a sleep aid supplement? Hell yeah. Damn, can my name be entered into this week's draw? Yeah, if you want to donate a dollar just like everybody else. (laughs) So yeah, guys, let it be known that most sleep supplements use synthetic melatonin in their formulas, whereas Performance Lab's sleep formula contains that all-natural tart cherry-sourced melatonin we just mentioned, meaning that you're getting an effective dose for optimal sleep benefits, but without the morning grogginess or brain fog that often comes from using synthetic sleep aids. And double bonus for all you vegan bodybuilders listening, Montmorency cherry juice also supplies anthocyanin antioxidants, which are great for reducing inflammation and promoting nighttime muscle and joint comfort and regeneration. Hmm, I might just give this a go. Yeah, you should. And since you're not a Patreon supporter, you can use the discount code that Performance Lab offers us, which is J-O-T-B-10, and you can get 10% off any of their formulas, which can all be found at performancelab.com. I will also link that up in the show notes. Okay, well, I think we've done a pretty thorough coverage of all things sleep on this special 50th episode of the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast. I feel like we have to read a five-star Apple podcast review, though, to celebrate the big 5-0. What have you got for reviews, Sarah? I was actually going to make you read it, but seeing as how your giant belly is depriving you of oxygen, (laughs) close to being face down on the floor. Yeah, really struggling (laughs) to uh, have enough air the more pregnant I get. Yeah, she's reached that point where her lungs are basically in her throat (laughs) and she has no oxygen. It's not fun, guys. Anyway, you lie down for a minute while I read this. So we have a five-star review from Miko Baylor titled Love the Podcast. And I feel as though you should read it in the voice of a sleep-deprived person or in the voice of a soothing, calm ocean. As much as I love the soothing, calm ocean, I don't know how I would be able to speak like that. But you know what? I'm going to go with a yoga DVD-inspired voice. Except no one plays DVDs anymore. (laughs) You're totally aging yourself, but sure. Listener Feedback. Great podcast. I enjoyed listening to your diet and exercise tips. Your speech at the VegFest was also super informative. Thank you for sharing for those who are unable to attend. 
feel like you've done that voice before, but thank you, Miko Baylor. And she must be talking, or he must be talking about the YouTube video that I posted on my channel from one of my actual VegFest talks. And if anyone else listening wants to watch that, I will link that up in the show notes as well. Nevertheless, very kind review. Appreciate the five stars and keep those reviews coming in, guys. They really do mean the world to us and help others to find us on iTunes. All right, Sarah, what song will we now be singing to conclude the big 5-0 celebratory episode on sleep? Well, we fought over Cindy Lauper's Time After Time and Corey Hart's I Wear My Sunglasses at Night, both major 80s classics. Mm-hmm. But in the end, we met not even remotely close to the middle, but we're in total agreement that Enter Sandman by Metallica was definitely the way to go. Fuck yeah, it is. As soon as we couldn't agree on a song and then it came to me, wait a minute, Metallica Enter Sandman? Yes! Metallica eats Cindy Lauper and Corey Hart for breakfast. Let's do this. Little one, don't forget my son To include everyone I tuck you in, warm within Keep you free from sin Till the Sandman he comes Sleep with one eye open Gripping your pillow tight Exit light Enter night Take my hand, we're off to never, never land. Booyah! Yeah! Such a classic song that has been on my iPod's gym playlist for so many years, and will probably become my number one lullaby that I'll sing to my son every night. Maybe you should start saving for his therapy now, then. Have you ever noticed that there are a lot of good Metallica cover bands out there, but every time I've been to one of their live shows, they always have the worst stage presence? I think because they're usually just a bunch of nerdy, awkward guys who love Metallica. But I always find, if you close your eyes while listening to these cover bands, you would swear it was Metallica. I'm sure it's the same when everyone listens to us cover famous songs. Alright, well, I feel like we've killed this week's song and episode, so let's end on a high note. Hope everyone enjoyed this podcast. Have a great week. And a good sleep. Shorky Sisters out. I love myself today.